Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, I told you yesterday in the show that the lawsuit out of Texas, listen, could be a game changer, right? Uh, I mean, I don't want to be hyperbolic or dramatic because it depends on the Supreme Court taking the case about the 2020 election that came out of Texas. But there were two genius things in the Texas lawsuit which is alleging, hey, you screwed over our voters in Texas, in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, because you guys can't get your electoral act together. There were two things. that One of them that's genius is they have to allege an injury, Texas. Not a physical injury, but some reason to sue, like you guys hurt us because in Texas. I got a screenshot from the lawsuit, how they're going to go about claiming an injury. It's genius. I've got that. I've also got ScrewTube is back. We are going to test ScrewTube today. ScrewTube is now saying, not a joke, if you dare contest the 2020 election on our communist platform, we're going to delete your video. I'm de- YouTube censors. Please delete my video today. This is the greatest opportunity for rumble in human history. I dare you. Right out of the shoot today, we are going to do exactly that and we'll see what youtube does oh you have no idea what you're about to do today all right today's show it's going to be loaded today's show brought to you by expressvpn ladies and gentlemen protect your online activity from prying eyeballs today get a vpn don't let youtube and other companies watch what you're doing online get a vpn go to expressvpn.com slash bongino welcome to the damn bongino show Producer Joe, how are you today? I know you know today's show is going to be yeah. loaded. You've seen the material. You doing all right? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, bro. Hanging in there, ready to go, because this is going to be right. a fun show today. Yeah. Yeah, this is. We've uh, Joe and I were just chalk-talking the whole thing out. This is yeah. going to be a doozy. All right, let's get right to it. Today's right. show brought to you by LifeLock. Don't get your identity stolen. There you go. <laughs> That's the simplest. <laughs> if you get your identity stolen, can I say it really stinks? I went through this, had my identity stolen. They bought a bunch of real estate programs. Not a joke. Took me a year to clean up. New research from threat intelligence firms reveals that cyber criminal groups are increasingly using ransomware, changing their tactics, techniques, and procedure to widen the scope of their cyber attacks, which greatly expands their pool of victims. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. This holiday season, you can miss certain identity threats by just monitoring your credit and bank statements. Get LifeLock, the leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts, thefts like your social security number for sale on the dark web. You're not going to be able to find that on your own. If they detect your information being used in their network, they'll send you an alert. If you become a victim of identity theft, LifeLock can help restore your identity easier than what you can do on your own. I have this for myself, my wife, my two children, my mother-in-law, everyone. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock can help you feel warm and protected this holiday season. Save up to 25% off your first year by going to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash B-O-N-G-I-N-O today for 25% off. All right, Joe, let's go. Recovered nicely today. Thank Yesterday, you, the Kenny Bell had to come in and rescue. I, you know, Joe was a little <laughs> a little shaky on the switch there. So, all right, first, before I get to the Texas lawsuit, which is just uh, mind-blowing, and it's a great lawsuit, but again, is the Supreme Court going to have the guts to take it? I don't know. I'm not on the Supreme Court. First, this happened right before I came on the air. This is just beautiful. You know, by the way, disclosure, I have a financial interest in Rumble. I'm an investor in Rumble, which is the free speech alternative to the communist YouTube platform. So right before I came off the air, I came on the air, excuse me, this article broke at CNBC. 
Communist YouTube is now saying, more than a month after the election, not a joke, folks, this is not the Babylon Bee, YouTube decides to crack down on misinformation on election results. Here are the lowlights of this article, because there are no highlights when you're talking about ScrewTube, communist ScrewTube. I hope you're watching this ScrewTube. Ban me, my account. It'll be beautiful. It'll be the greatest PR opportunity for Rumble ever. From CNBC, here are the lowlights of this ScrewTube disaster. So ScrewTube said that starting Wednesday, it'll begin removing content <laughs> that falsely alleges widespread fraud or errors surrounding the 2020 election. Oh, oh Joe, oh, cue it up. Get ready, yeah, Joe. Man. Get, get ready. Hold on. Get ready for it. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, get ready. I it's do. coming. For you regular listeners, you know what's coming right now. Here's another one. For example, ScrewTube will remove videos claiming that President-elect Joe Biden won due to widespread software glitches or counting errors. The policy will still likely leave up videos that were uploaded in the past weeks that push false claims. Oh, thanks, ScrewTube. Thank you. So before we get to what I want to get to, showing you, ladies and gentlemen, that America and the world is collectively giving ScrewTube the double-barrel middle finger rooski. This is not my middle finger because some kids are watching at home, and I don't want to do that because I don't want to give them any <laughs> bad ideas. But you get the point. Double-barreled action. People are tired of ScrewTube. Their monopoly is done. You want to be communists? You want to be Pravda? You want to worship your Soviet masters? You want to get in line with Marx and 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 and, uh, and Brezhnev and all the others? You go right ahead. Look at my parlor account, by the way. Thanks to Chris from uh, Rumble. Excuse me, Chris from Rumble for putting this up. We passed, by the way. Yes, logo and pictogram on the screen. We now have more Rumble subscribers to watch our show, rumble.com slash Bongino, than we do on ScrewTube. You know why? Oh. Because people don't like communists. That's why. People want free speech. A crazy idea we have on Rumble. Like, let's just let people talk and watch what they want to watch. How does that sound? Unlike the communists at ScrewTube. So, you know what happened at ScrewTube? They get up every morning at ScrewTube and before their C-suite board meetings, the executive communists at ScrewTube, what do they do? Joe, they pop to attention. And what's in the background? They have their hats on and their babushkas and everything. And of course, that's the Soviet national anthem. They're like Ivan Drago and Rocky IV. Joe, is there any way you can cue that up again? I'm sorry. Is, there, is that possible? Yeah, just one more time. Just so, This is a live shot right now. Hold on. We're breaking for a live shot. Paul is not ready for this. No one knows we have a direct link up into the C-suite boardroom at ScrewTube. Where is it? In Silicon Valley or whatever? Here it is, folks. Hold on. Live shot of the ScrewTube boardroom this morning. Deborah, back to the show. Now back to Deborah. That was a live shot. Live shot. No, I should have changed my shirt. I should have changed. I should have literally taken my shirt off on the air in a Geraldo Rivera moment and put it on back because it's got the American flag on it. You can't have that oh. while you're saluting the Soviet Union. That's a, that, it doesn't work. Niche, and no one at ScrewTube would have a shirt, a niche. patriotic shirt. Like, I actually love America and free speech. So that is, I, if I wish I had like a cover or something, I could have put it over it. And then I could have popped to attention because no one at ScrewTube actually has an American flag because they hate America and everything it stands for and free speech and your ability to determine if claims about election fraud are real or not because they think they're smarter than you. So YouTube, we are going to open up today by violating every single one of your rules. 
We're going to give you the double barrel middle finger. And I'm very sorry, folks. I know it's a family friendly show on radio. We're going to give you a big collective. Mm, mm-hmm. Why owe you? And I'm going to do it anyway. Because in the giving a hits file, if you know what I mean, I'm out of hits to give. I can't stand YouTube. I can't stand your company. I can't stand the liberals you hire there. I can't stand what you're doing to America. I can't stand your allegiance to Soviet principles. Everything you stand for, I can't stand. And how do you feel? I'm on your platform right now saying it. Ban me today. I'm daring you. I'm begging. Ban my account today. You will. Oh, I am not kidding. This is not Obi-Wan Kenobi melodrama. You will only make us stronger at Rumble. There is nothing you can do. Your monopoly is over. Those of you on terrestrial didn't hear that or digital. But those of you on video get the point. Ban us today. I dare you. I hate your company. Your company is garbage. It's filth. I'm saying this on your platform. Ban us right now. Please. <laughs> you ain't saying it for long. <laughs> can't get any more. Paula can't believe it. So why are we doing Because I don't care. You will co- it will cost me. You want to listen, I don't because Paula came in. I won't put an exact money figure on it. She will. She'll hate me for it. But I'm telling you right now, those who are, if they ban us, we will lose a substantial amount of money. A lot. I'm not talking about a little. A okay, man. I am absolutely okay with that. My principles come first. Your company sucks. You suck. Ban us. Because we're about to now violate every one of your so-called rules. Let's get to the violations of the rules. Attention, YouTube. So first, on a bad note, the Pennsylvania case uh, brought by Congressman Mike Kelly and congressional candidate Sean Parnell, two great guys out of Pennsylvania. Um, there's a lot of misinformation about that. Every, you know, liberals, of course, who can't read a court case, which is quite common with liberals because they can't read it all most of the time. They said, Supreme Court threw out the Pennsylvania case. Just to be clear, because in this show, we give you actual information, unlike journalists who fake it all the time. Kelly, both Congressman Kelly and Sean Parnell are Republicans. They had a case that went to the Supreme Court suing over uh, Article 77, which was a edict, not a law that changed Pennsylvania voting rules right before the voting deadline. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, you can't do that. You have to have laws and constitutional amendments to change how you conduct an election. Everybody tracking me? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So Parnell, who lost, and then Mike Kelly said, no, no, we're suing because you can't do that. In order to change election law, Joe, shocker, you have to change election law. You can't just say bureaucrats, there's new laws. There's new laws because those aren't, those are anti-laws. Laws, not laws. So of course, liberals were like eager to sell because they're they're dopey and they can't read a lawsuit. Liberals were like, hey, this is great. Another lawsuit rejected. It was not rejected by the Supreme Court. Their claims for injunctive relief were turned down. What does that mean in layman's terms? The, Kelly and, and Parnell's lawsuit, they, were, they wanted to stop the certification immediately. They wanted an injunction against them stopping. That didn't happen. But the lawsuit was not thrown out. Stop listening to the fake news. They just are really stupid or they're really liars or they're stupid liars, both. I don't know. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. I think, I hope. 
I am praying the Supreme Court takes this lawsuit by Texas. I covered it a little bit yesterday. I just want to go over it again because it's critical. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is one of our last really good hopes here that we can somehow get some get some a free and fair election and get some actual justice here. Texas filed the lawsuit I covered yesterday. I'm going to show you a screenshot in a second from it because it's genius. And remember the two things: how they kept this on the DL. On the down low ski, Attorney General Paxton in Texas. I don't know. I hadn't heard anything about this and neither did anyone else until yesterday. But the lawsuit is genius. Remember the two tenets of a lawsuit we need to get this to the Supreme Court. We need speed, so it's got to go to the Supreme Court quickly. Why? Because there is a constitutional deadline, which is January. Donald Trump's presidency ends on January 20th, no matter what happens. Okay? If um, No matter what happens, I mean, with, with, these, with these lawsuits. He... His presidency ends. Now, he could be sworn in again as president. You get it? But his presidency is over as part of the Constitution on January 20th. So speed is of the essence. Everybody tracking? We can't have a case heard by the Supreme Court in three years. Right. Because if we lose it, it'd be three years into a Biden presidency. What does it matter? Number one is speed. Number two, again, I want to hit this hard because you have to be able to claim an injury. And the way a lot of these courts have been avoiding the cases, these critical cases of election malfeasance, Joe, they've been saying, no, 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 you can't claim it. There's no injury to you personally on that. Hmm. The Texas lawsuit manages both of these. One, it claims an injury. Two, it moves right to the Supreme Court. How's that? By a magic, uh, some kind of magic parallel sidetrack? No, 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 no. State on state lawsuits. The court of first impression is a Supreme Court, baby. Supreme Court. Goes right to the Supreme Court, Austin Powers style, right to the Supreme Court, no district court, no appellate court, no nothing. So if the court accepts it, it goes right to the top, meaning the speed requirement's done. On the injury front, you may be saying to yourself, and I described a little bit yesterday, how in this line, I'm going to give you the good news, bad news. Here's the good news about Texas. They do manage to claim an injury in a couple of them. The one I addressed yesterday is an obvious one, that if the national presidential election was won by fraud because Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, uh, and Michigan couldn't get their act together. Then Texas, the attorney general saying, well, you hurt the people of my state because we voted for the president, uh, President Trump, and someone else was picked due to their states not being able to follow the Constitution. That's a big, bold injury claim. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was number one. I covered that yesterday. But there's a second injury, and this one I did not see coming. This one, I got to tell you, folks, I got to be honest. When I don't know, I don't know. This one, not a duck, but this one went over my head a little bit. I saw it this morning, and I'm like, nice. Let's get right to it. Here's the actual lawsuit. This is brilliant. I'll read it to you. I'll read a portion of it, and then I'll translate for you quickly. Most of you will get it right away. You're all smart. It says, whereas the House of Representatives represents the people, proportionally, the Senate represents the states. You know, that whole Constitution thing. While Americans likely care more about who is elected president, the states have a distinct interest in who is elected vice president. Oh, oh, because the vice president can cast the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. It goes on. Through that interest, states suffer an Article Three injury, an injury they can take to the courts, in other words, when another state violates federal law to affect the outcome of a presidential election. Oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is a beautiful thing. It goes on. This injury is particularly acute in 2020, where a Senate majority often will hang on the vice president's tie-breaking vote because of the nearly equal, and depending on the outcome in Georgia, possibly equal balance between the political parties. 
Quite simply, it is vitally important to the states who becomes vice president. Oh, 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 here's the Omaha meat thermometer. It's 125 degrees. This is, the meat is hot. The meat is hot. <laughs> she did not know it was going to become a prop in the show like that. <laughs> That's beautiful. You get, folks, it's pretty simple to understand. I'm not, you are a really bright audience. I read your emails. But just in case, given the time where you only got to listen in the car and you been, I'll just explain it to you very simply. The states are claiming, Texas is claiming another injury. They're saying, hey, regardless of what happens in Georgia, there's going to be a very tight U.S. Senate. It's either going to be 52-48 um, Republicans or 50-50, 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. So Texas, who has representation in the state representation, not proportional, that's in the House, but state representation in the Senate. Every state gets two senators. I know there are liberals listening. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound in any way condescending, but there are liberals who have never read the Constitution and don't know this. Every state gets two senators. It's not proportional. Everyone gets two, regardless of the population. That is the states. The states have their, 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 their most powerful voice in the Senate on that side in their representative interests. They used to pick the senators. Now it's by a popular vote. So Texas is saying, wait, wait, you heard our state senators. If because Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, Georgia, and Michigan can't get their heads out of their butts and change the election law unconstitutionally in a national election, and because of that change, there is now a Democrat vice president that could be the tie-breaking vote, you've effectively injured our senators by taking away our voice in the states. Not a Where's the flag? This is, the, <laughs> this is not a penalty. This is a penalty on the Democrats. Holding, is holding 15 yards? I don't even know, but this is a beautiful thing. Is the Supreme Court going to take it? Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know. The cojones factor is very low right now. Nobody wants to do anything. Oh my gosh, we could offend people. What? By sticking up for free and fair elections? How exactly is that offending people? How? That's a beautiful lawsuit. And if it's thrown out, it'll show you that the Supreme Court has absolutely no guts. You injured us because there's a person who could be entering the White House who may have won due to unconstitutional laws in your states. This is what Texas is saying, injury number one. And number two, the vice president as well is the tie-breaking vote in a Senate body that represents states' interests. And you hurt our interests by not following national election law pursuant to the Constitution. Very nice. Very nice. We're smarter than liberals. Let's see what the Supreme Court balls in their court. I have very little faith they're going to do the right thing. I'm telling you, the lawsuit is elegant and beautiful. Good job, Texas. All right, one more quick thing I want to get to on the lawsuit front. Um, Nevada has a lawsuit as well. Uh, I better not say this, but it's interesting. I, I, I had this idea, let's say. Um, I had suggested, I think a little while ago on the show, that it would probably be a good idea for states to cross-reference databases to make sure that people who voted, Joe, were actually eligible to vote. What do we mean by that? When I lost my election for Congress in Maryland by a mere one point, despite being up by uh, 2,000 votes or something on election night, and everybody was like, hey, you won, this is great. Um, we found out later that when you cross-referenced 
votes in the largely Democratic city of Frederick City, people who voted against me largely, when you cross-reference their names with jury duty files, that even though I only lost by, what was it, 1,000, 2,000 votes, that upwards of 10 to 13,000 people in largely Democratic Frederick City uh, voted who would in fact declare it on their jury duty form in a cross-reference of files that they were not U.S. citizens. Wow, that's weird. Then how exactly did you vote in an election only for U.S. citizens? I don't know. Again, Ren and Stimpy land of the left socks. Where they go? Nobody knows. I have no idea. Nobody knows how U.S. citizens and non-U.S. citizens vote in an election for U.S. citizens. Needless to say, we conceded biggest mistake probably in my life at the time, although I'm here with you now, so it didn't work out so bad. Talking to far more people than I could in that hellhole up in Congress. But I suggested to some people, let's say, that cross-referencing, like they did in my case there in Maryland, cross-referencing files was a good idea. Oh, look what happened in Nevada. Here's a little snippet of their lawsuit. Just one, by the way, because you may say, oh, they're only claiming 3,900 uh, votes here, and he lost by 33,000 in Nevada. There's more. This is just one snippet because, again, because we're smarter than the left, we figured this out, and somebody listened up here. The Nevada lawsuit. They say, by cross-referencing the data with the voter rolls, Mr. Kamsel was able to identify 3,987 non-U.S. citizens who voted in the election. Joe, that's really weird because as I just mm -hmm. said, if you were in Nevada and you voted the, in the election, you were not a U.S. citizen, then by law, you were not eligible to vote in an election you voted in. Uh, do we need the Nunes translator for that or something? No, mm. we don't. We don't need the Bongino translator either. And I'm pretty sure Ombudsman Joe figured that out right away. Oh, yeah. U <laughs> U.S. elections for U.S. citizens. Not U.S. citizens. You can't vote in an election. You can do what my wife did and get your citizenship and then vote in the election. That works. She votes every time. It's not hard. It's not hard to do. You raise your right hand. Very patriotic moment. I cried. But that's not what happened. So what do I think happened here? They probably went into the Nevada DMV and elsewhere and said, hey, um, we want to take a look at those databases to see who got their driver's license with a green card. Because if you have a green card, that would mean you are not a U.S. citizen. And if the name on the license, driver's license, matches up with the name on the vote and the identifiers on the vote and you registered to get your license with a green card, that means you voted without being a U.S. citizen. Oh, oh, they have 3,900 of those? I'm sure they're all Trump votes. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure they are. If they were, believe me, if they were Trump votes, I'd be just as upset. But I think we all know they're not. Can I recommend as well? We check the jury duty forms also. Make sure people who voted didn't declare in their jury duty forms like happened in Maryland that they were not citizens. Because again, last time I checked, you have to be a citizen to vote in the U.S. election. I don't know. Crazy idea like election integrity. YouTube hates that. YouTube hates that. We're going in reverse order today. You like how we always do that dramatically? Very dramatic. The drama is over the top on the show. If you're missing the video version of the show, you got to tune in. Rumble.com slash Bongio. Get away from the screw tube Soviets, please. All right, let me get to my second sponsor and get to uh, what's happened in Los Angeles because it's important. It's a very serious story. This is going to be Snake Plissken. Even though the movie was terrible, Escape from L.A., the whole surfing scene, one of the worst movies ever, you're going to want to escape from L.A. soon. Just please don't take your liberal politics and move to Florida. I'm begging you. 
All right, folks, today's show brought to you by mouthwateringly delicious, juicy, best meats on the market, steaks to die for, burgers you can't miss, and ground beef that makes the best Fill in the blanks, sloppy joes, rice, my white, my, it's just white rice, turkey, vegetable concoction. That's just the greatest thing ever. Wait, what do we make it with? We only eat Omaha steaks here. Here's their meat. This is a real digital meat. They, they send this to you. This is the real deal. It's not some cheapo. That's what I was, I was messing with before. If this 2020 holiday season feels like it's been a long time coming, make it worth the wait. Send the perfect gift. Send yourself something special. Bring families together for a delicious unbelievably juicy, tasty Omaha Steak Holiday Feast. The Deluxe Grillers Assortment features butcher's cut filet mignons. A vast variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouthwatering, literally mouthwatering package, plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. It's not some cheap, it's a real deal. Meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to my listeners. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code Bongino into the search bar. Omaha Steaks isn't just steaks. It's guaranteed as a fantastic gift and a safe way to enjoy the, uh, the season. You will be a big hit sending Omaha Steaks. Don't forget when you order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, you also get four free Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital meat thermometer with my code Bongino at omahasteaks.com. It's a deal you won't find anywhere else. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality, safety, and freshness with every order. Deliver the perfect gift or send yourself something special with Omaha Steaks shipped directly to your doorstep. And thank you to my buddy Steve and the doctor's office who sent Omaha Steaks to all of his peeps out there using my code. That was super nice of you. You're going to have some very happy patients. So world's greatest steaks plus premium meats, easy meals, everything you need for a memorable gift or to stock up yourself. Get a jump on gift shopping with Omaha Steaks today backed by a 100% money back guarantee. Visit omahasteaks.com and type Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O in the search bar. Shop the search bar, excuse me, shop the best gourmet gifts of the season. All right, thanks, Omaha. You know we love your food there. Uh, one more thing before we move on to the LA story. This is important. I want to miss this. Paula reminded me during the break that you don't notice that we take there every show. I told you I would give you the downside, the upside of the Texas lawsuit I just explained. I think we have a decent chance of if we get in front of the Supreme Court making an actual case of injury, great news. Here's the downside. The great Margot Cleveland, who is really super smart on her social media feeds, has been, she's great, but she always is very sober in her legal analysis. And I don't want to get you all hyped up and then the Supreme Court tosses it out. Here is the downside to it. Read this article by the Federalist. It's from November. Uh, it's not recent, but it's applicable right now. State legislatures must investigate fraud and choose electors accordingly. Here's the problem. I'll get to the screenshot from it in a minute. It'll make sense. The potential out the Supreme Court justices have, because they're always looking for an out to not do the right thing, is Joe. They'll say, hey, there's a remedy for this in the Constitution. If Texas feels like Pennsylvania screwed them over, Pennsylvania, the legislature of Pennsylvania, can choose their electors as they see fit. And if Pennsylvania wants to screw its own citizens, then that's Pennsylvania's issue. I'm just saying, I'm not saying that's a smart argument. I'm just saying that's arguments out there. And Margo's like, hey, we got to consider both sides. So she even says it in her piece. And this is from a month ago. She's talking about the remedy here, the solution to this electoral mess. She says it requires the state legislators to remember that we are a republic and that under our constitutional system, they have the ultimate and exclusive authority to appoint electors however they see fit. That's in the Constitution, folks. She goes on. 
The plain language of the electors clause of the Constitution, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, establishes this authority by providing, and I quote from the Constitution, each state shall appoint in a manner such as the legislature thereof, thereof may direct a number of electors equal to the whole number of senators and representatives to which the state may be entitled in the Congress. It's that simple, folks. Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Michigan can fix this right now if they believe there was substantial fraud by the legislatures appointing the electors, as the Constitution says, Joe, as they see fit. Mm -hmm. So Cleveland's basically saying if Pennsylvania wants to be stupid, they have the constitutional right to be stupid. She's not saying she supports that. She's saying that's the potential reason the Supreme Court could chuck this. I just want to give you the up and the downs. All right. Thank you for reminding me, Ms. Paula. All right, moving on. This is an important story. So I was going to cover it yesterday, but we ran out of time. Um, what, what is going on in Los Angeles? Folks, I, I'm asking you, begging you, imploring you to all the liberty lovers in Los Angeles. You know who you are. I get your emails. I ran into this guy in this restaurant. I'm not going to say which one because liberals will burn it down. He came running out. He's like, it was in Beverly Hills. I better not narrow it down further. They'll burn all of Beverly Hills down to find this guy. Me and Paula went there. I was there for some medical procedure in California. And a guy came running out. Oh my gosh, we love your show. So thank you. You know who you are. So there are a lot of good conservatives in Los Angeles. I know that sounds crazy, but there are. And they should never be abandoned by us. And we shouldn't in any way poke fun at that. They're U.S. citizens entitled to representation as well. Having said that, to the liberals and the lunatics in Los Angeles and California in general who keep voting for lunatics, like this Los Angeles County district attorney who's going to take office now, listen, I have no sympathy for you. You have voted for absolute chaos. What am I talking about? L.A. County District Attorney, guy who just took power here, is by, by, his name is George Gascon. You may have heard of this guy. One of the first things he did when getting into office, if you live anywhere around L.A. County, I'm not kidding. You are in real danger right now. This is not a joke. This is not hyperbole. This is not exaggeration for effect, as I say often. This is very real. I was a police officer. I know how policing works. I was on the inside of the Rudy Giuliani revolution in policing in New York. You are in very real danger. What did he do? One of the first things he issued was this effectively blanket declination letter. Let me give you a little inside baseball on what that is. When you're a local police officer or a federal agent, you have to bring your case to a prosecutor. The police officer files the charges. The prosecution of the case, again, I'm sorry, liberals are listening, so we have to take this slow. The prosecutors and lawyers for the government, the city, or the state are the ones who prosecute the case. Police officer files the charges and investigates. That's it. The prosecutors in these offices have what's known as both at the federal, state, and city level. They'll have blanket declination letters. So when I was a fed with the Secret Service, when I were doing credit card fraud, right? Generally, the blanket declination was for, for any fraud under $100,000. So what I'm saying, George, follow me here, is they would, there'd be a blanket declination letter where they would just send you back an email saying, hey, we know you got this credit card fraud case. Mm -hmm. It looks interesting. It's a $50,000 fraud. But because of our limited resources, we're issuing a blanket declination because it doesn't meet the loss guidelines. You tracking? Yeah, the, the root of the word is now, decline. Decline, yes. Decline, yes, yes. Decline, which I know. Thank you, Joe. Joe knows liberals. We have to be very slow. <laughs> I'm very you, sorry, Dan. folks, uh, because there are people with six-inch thick skulls here coated in vibranium who practice liberalism who are listening. <laughs> so they will decline to prosecute that case. Now, you can go and bring it to the state, even as a federal agent. 
You could bring it to the state and get a state police officer or detective to investigate it with you. And I did that often. Rarely will they will they take a case that doesn't meet their guidelines, unless it's something really like has sex appeal to it. Like it's someone famous and they, they do it too. And an AUSA assistant United States attorney thinks they can get a newspaper. Then they may take it. I'll tell you a story about that another day, about this Goodfellas connection thing. That was out, but I don't have time for that today. But rarely will they do it. But ladies and gentlemen, while that's understandable, right? And a United States attorney saying to a Secret Service agent of the FBI, hey, we don't have a lot of lawyers here. So if your case isn't a big fraud, we don't have time big fraud number. We don't have time to prosecute it. I have never in my life seen a a district attorney for a huge county like LA County, Los Angeles County, issue a blanket declination letter for like everything. <laughs> Look at this. This is not a joke. This is his declination. First day in office. We are not going to prosecute. Just scroll through them, Paul, as I get to the end. We're not going to prosecute people. This is the declination letter from Gascon. Uh, get out of LA, Snake Plissken style. For trespassing, disturbing the peace, driving without a license, prostitution, resisting arrest, dri uh, 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 driving without a valid. Go to go to go to uh, part two of this. This is a two-parter. He couldn't. It, it didn't even fit on one page how many crimes he's not going to prosecute. Page two of this. This is unbelievable. It goes on. He's got a litany of crimes. He's not uh, uh, resisting arrest. No good anymore. And here's another one, Joe. I'll, uh, Joe, I'll get to this at the end. This one is really. I mean. Tragic yet hilarious in its stupidity. They're also only going to make bail. <laughs> Can you come? They're only going to make bail pursuant to someone's ability to pay. The whole purpose of bail is to not make someone able to pay. What are you, an idiot? Do you know what bail is? Uh, well, let me get to that. I don't even want to burn that one. This is the LA County District Attorney. They blanket declinations for this stuff. So, by the way, trespass, disturb the peace, drive with no license, engage in prostitution, resist arrest. Hey, <laughs> Monopoly, get out of jail free time, folks. Well, what's the problem with this outside of the obvious? Well, let me give you some inside baseball about why this is a problem outside of the obvious that you're allowing a permissive environment for criminality. That's the duh moment of the show. Number one, folks, my experience in law enforcement, and I think anyone else in law enforcement listening, you know, you'll nod your head in approval. Criminals talk. They're not stupid. Criminals know soft spots, and they go there to commit crimes. I'll give you just two quick examples, both related to places I grew up and in my time in policing, because right where I grew up, I was a cop. First, where I live now, I live in Martin County, Florida. It's north of Palm Beach. The sheriff down here? is tough. Probably one of the toughest in Florida. He's a good man and he doesn't mess around. You break the law in Martin County, you're probably going to jail. They don't plea a lot of cases. If you do the crime, you're going to do the time in Martin County. Not a joke. I'm not kissing his butt because I know the guy, full disclosure, very nice guy. I'm just saying Martin County has a reputation. And criminals who come up I-95 into Martin County, Joe, when they see the welcome to Martin County sign, typically get <laughs> off 95 and go back south again. Yeah. <laughs> where there's a little bit more permissive atmosphere, sadly, for some forms of criminality. I'm not joking because the word got out amongst criminals who talk to each other because they're not stupid. Don't get locked up in Martin County because you'll go to jail where you could probably plea out and get out in Broward or elsewhere. It is well known in the law enforcement community. No one wants to get locked up here. 
So now what are they going to say about L.A. County? Hey, you're going to drive without a license or do prostitution. Do it in L.A. County. They're not going to prosecute anyone. You think criminals don't talk? You think they're stupid? Secondly, when I grew up, I grew up uh, right over Cypress Hill in Glendale, New York, in Queens. And right over Cypress Hill was East New York, Brooklyn. You'd go, we'd call it over the hill because you'd cross the hill and you'd be in Brooklyn. Well, I was a cop in over the hill in Brooklyn, probably a mile from where I grew up, two miles from where I grew up. And it was interesting being a cop in the 7-5 precinct because I remember growing up, I never did, I mean, I'm not joking. I never did this, not a joke. It's not virtue signaling. I, I'm not kidding with you folks. And for the kids, I never have done drugs in my entire life, ever, illegal drugs. I promise. This is not like a PSA. I'm just saying like, I'm not, you do you, that wasn't me. But a lot of my friends did. I mean, I didn't grow up in the roughest part of town, but it wasn't the nicest either. You know, everybody was kind of middle, lower middle class. Some of us pretty poor. And a lot of kids did drugs. I mean, candidly, smoking weed was like smoking cigarettes. Like Mm. you went out to hang out in Central Park, not Manhattan Central Park, Queens Central Park. And like, if there wasn't someone passing... you know, taking two and pass to, to, to quote Gangstar, you got to take two and pass so the blunt bullet. So there was a lot of taking two, sometimes three, and some passing. And I'm not talking about the football. So a lot of the kids in Glendale would go over the hill to buy the weed. Well, the cops caught on to that and would wait at the bottom of the hill for the Glendale kids who never knew where they were going, so they'd always be looking around the car, and they would just pull them over at the bottom of the hill, and then what would happen? Everybody in Central Park would be like, hey, do you hear what happened to Billy Bag of Donuts? He got locked up going over the hill to buy a bag of weed, and no one went and bought their weed there anymore. Because people talk. Now everybody's going to say, you want weed? You want to resist the rest? Just go to L.A. But the L.A. County District Attorney is too stupid to figure this out. George Gascon has the IQ of a speckle-noted, two-fingered sloth. Is that a thing? I don't know. But it's probably not smart if it is, like Gascon. You're going to see crime explode in L.A. County because people are rational maximizers who rationally maximize their own condition. And you rationally maximize your condition by not getting locked up if you want to commit crime because you go to a place where they won't lock you up. Oh my gosh, are people stupid? Not you, Gascon. Second, and this is important. Ladies and gentlemen, I was a cop in New York during Broken Windows, the Rudy Giuliani era. When you stop enforcing small stuff, and this isn't small. I'm, I'm giving you the leftist perspective. You get where I'm going with this, Joe? Like small, trespass, small stuff, yeah, yeah. prostitution, yeah. small stuff. No, 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 folks. That's not how any of this works. It's the small stuff that stops the big stuff. You know what? I'm going to explain more about that in a second. I don't want to rush this. This is important because you folks in LA who voted for this kind of stuff have to understand the damage that's about to happen when you stop enforcing the air quotes small stuff like trespassing and prostitution. Let me get to my third sponsor. Um, In case you see me, I'm sorry. I know it's, uh, I've been licking my lips a lot during the show. It's not an accident. Paula, I was a little hungry before the show. Magic spoon. There you go on the screen. Um, I've been eating these, no milk at all. You don't even need them, but uh, it's really good. It's addictive. And it's why I've been licking my lips the whole time because I've got magic spoon. Is this the fruit? Is it fruities, right? 
Yeah. Mm. Uh. Hey, growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. You know that. Why do a lot of us give it up? Specifically me, because I'm a health nut. And I made the mistake once of looking at the back of those cereals as a kid. And what was it full of? Sugar, junk, and stuff you really shouldn't eat. Magic Spoon. Mm. Delicious. I've been chewing on it the whole show. Has zero grams of sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And candidly, folks, it's delicious. It's a huge hit in my house. So many of you have asked, and now you can finally build your own custom variety box of Magic Spoon. Choose from their best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus brand new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. It tastes amazing. It's one of my tricks. When my appetite's down, for obvious reasons, I need stuff that has real taste. So I have a couple go-tos. Magic Spoon's my go-to. It's that good. It's too good to be true, but it's not because it's real. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Build your own custom variety box today. Try it today. You're going to love it. Email us your feedback. I know you're going to love it. Be sure to use our promo code Bongino at checkout and get free shipping. Magic Spoon's so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. You don't like it? For any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. All right. So back to the show. So I showed you that declination letter and I told you, okay, number one, declining small crimes was going to cause criminals to talk, to go do small crimes. But here's the nasty part of this. I was involved with broken windows policing. And when you don't enforce the small stuff, you miss the big stuff. I've given this example, forgive me, a thousand times for our regular listeners, but it's worth reiterating if you are a resident of Los Angeles because you are about to witness a crime wave. When transit police officers in the New York City Police Department when I were there were told, don't pay any attention to turnstile jumping because we really have to pay attention to rapes and robberies and beatings and assaults on the trains. I got to be honest with you, folks, that logic in the 80s seemed to make sense. Don't take a cop off the street processing some kid for jumping the turnstile. You know, you don't pay. You jump over the turnstile. Now they're, it's different now with the Metro cars and whatever. But Because then the cop has to go arrest this person and they're not on the train to prevent the rape or the robbery. Folks, that logic doesn't sound crazy. Rudy Giuliani came in with Jack Maple and Bill Bratton and said, no, that doesn't make sense and I'll tell you why. The same cat who jumps the turnstile and doesn't pay and putting a token in the 80s to get on the train that is the guy who rapes, robs, and beats someone on the train. So when you stop enforcing the small stuff, the big stuff explodes. And you know what happened in New York when Giuliani said, broken windows, baby. Everybody goes to jail. If you break the law, you are going to jail. Drinking in public, peeing in the street, jumping the turnstile, whatever it may be, we're going to check you for warrants. And if you have a warrant, you're going to jail. You know what happened? Crime dropped so dramatically, it defied every single statistical prognostication known to humankind. When I say dramatically, I mean the city homicide rate was in the thousands right before I came on as a police officer. By the time I left, the city homicide rate was about 300 in the whole city. You are going to see your crime rates explode. The people doing the trespassing and the driving without a license and the prostitution and the resisting arrest. Many, but not all of them, many of them are the people breaking in your house later. This is the single dumbest thing I've ever heard. All right, before I get to this Minneapolis, I went to, just on this ability to pay thing, because I told I didn't forget. 
one of the other stipulations in this dec- declination letter by this dopey Gascon guy is, well, we're only going to judge bail on a subject's ability to pay. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not the purpose of bail. The purpose of bail is it's such a penalty that you can't pay. And that's why you come back to court. Did he miss this? Did he, uh, Joe, logic detector. Uh, let me just walk you through a scenario, yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, please, uh, ombudsman hat for a moment. All right. Let me give you two scenarios. Joe is a flight risk. Joe has robbed a bank in L.A. County. Mm -hmm. A flight risk, meaning if we let Joe out on bail, we're afraid Joe may never return to court because Joe doesn't want to go to jail for the rest of his life. That's right. Not a mystery. That's right. Okay, thank you, Joe. There we go. Check mark for Joe. Mm. Is it more of a deterrent? Let me me rephrase to make it even easier because there are liberals listening. (laughs) Is it more of an incentive for you to return and go through trial and go through the procedure? If you had to post a million dollar bail and you'll lose your house and your bail bond and your mom's money who put up the money and mortgaged your house to get you that million dollars. Is that more of an incentive for you to show up? Or if they base it on your ability to pay and say Joe's really poor and they say, we're going to make bail just a hundred bucks for Joe. Which bail scenario are you more likely to show up for court? The million dollars bail or the hundred? Take a minute if you need it, Joe. We can't play the Jeopardy sounder because it's copyrighted. But just take a moment and think that through. Uh, Which one, the million, million or the hundred? I'm going with the uh, the million, Dan. The million. The million. Thank you, yep. producer right. Joe. Thank you. Gascon. Joe does not have a law degree, but he's apparently smarter than George Gascon in L.A. <laughs> the whole purpose of bail is you have no ability to pay. So if you forfeit that bail bond or your house or your mom's house or someone else, it's going to be a real penalty because you can't pay. Right. You can't pay. That's like being like a pro meat vegan to quote Ali Stuckey's great response to that uh, Raphael Warnock liberal in Georgia who said he was a, a pro-choice pastor. That's not a thing. That's not a thing being a pro-choice, pro-choice pastor. Ali's like, yeah, I'm a pro meat vegan. That's not a thing either. Either is bail based on the ability to pay. That's not a thing. This is a thing. We covered that yesterday. This is not a thing. Thing? Not a thing. Good thing, by the way. Hopefully it's me. Good thing. <laughs> this is not a thing. This is not a thing. Bail, ability to pay is not a thing. And that George Gascon is too stupid to figure that out is a thing. That's a thing. George Gascon having a brain, not a thing. George Gascon too stupid to figure out what Joe figured out in two seconds, that bail is based on your ability not to pay. That, that is a thing. Oh, we're on fire. I can't, the stupidity we have to deal with. The communists at YouTube, the LA County District Attorney, who wants to base bail on your ability to pay. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. Just forget the bail. Your bail is going to be $20, sir. The guy's going to be looking like, oh, here you go, pal. See you later. The guy's in Cancun the next day. 20 bucks. What a bunch of dip stuffs. <laughs> This is, I mean, it's really at the same time, it's hilarious and tragic how stupid people are. (laughs) Ability to pay and bail. That's gross. Sorry. (laughs) I can't take it. Paula said to me this morning, 
Can, well, is there a way? Can we just like, can we just colonize another planet and get away from these liberals? Just like, why do we have to live with these idiots? Bail. All right, moving on. Let me get to my next sponsor. Another important story kind of harps back to where we started. Is this where we came in? Pink Floyd, The Wall, which is a cool album until Roger Waters went crazy. Um, but folks, we're not only entering a bifurcated parallel economy, which I am happy to help construct for many of you through Parlor and Rumble and some other things I'm working on, but we're also entering a parallel knowledge universe too. Don't worry, it's not going to be too like Twilight Zone, but this is an important segment. You're not going to want to miss it. I'm serious. We are going to live, there are two separate societies evolving right now. The woke, weak, stupid people, and then us, who are not woke, not stupid, and we're strong. And I mean that, literally, mentally and physically. All right, finally, today's show brought to you by friends at Helix. Helix Sleep is a quiz. It takes just two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you, not for someone else. Why buy a mattress made for someone else? That makes no sense. With Helix, you're getting a mattress you'll know will be perfect for the way you sleep. I love mine. It's like sleeping on a cloud. You're going to spend eight hours a night on it. You better get a good one. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I took the Helix quiz. I was matched with the fantastic Midnight Lux, which I can't recommend enough. If you sleep on your side and have arthritis like me in your shoulders, it is terrific. It's been awesome getting these unboxing videos from so many of you who also found the Helix mattress of your dreams. So if you're looking for a mattress, take the Helix quiz. Order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix is fantastic, but don't take my word for it. They were awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And let me add in by my friend, Brian T, who slept at my house one time and was like, that mattress is pretty awesome. His rating matters too. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan. Take their two-minute sleep quiz. They'll match you to a customized mattress that'll give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty. You get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll pick it up for you if you don't love it. That's not a problem because you will. Helix offers exclusive discounts for military, first responders, teachers, and students. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go today. Here's the URL. Helix, H-E-L-I-X. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Helixsleep.com slash Dan. Okay. This is an important story, and it's going to sandwich the show, how we opened up with how we're going to close. Folks, because of communist uh, companies like YouTube that get up and uh, sing the Soviet national anthem every morning with their babushka hats on, with their pictures of Lenin in their office, I'm not kidding. And again, uh, this is not meant to be hyperbolic, that society's about to split and bifurcate. It's not a joke. You're going to have two parallel tracks of citizens in the United States right now. One of them is going to be the, the so-called woke crowd, what we would call the snowflakes, the libs. These are people who are generally stupid. And I don't mean stupid aptitude-wise. I mean achievement-wise. There's a difference. Aptitude-wise meaning your capacity. to they're, they're not born dumb. They just choose to be dumb. You, you get what I'm saying? It's not a joke. I'm not trying right. to be funny. I get it like it's a little harsh, but mm -hmm. there's a big difference between aptitude and achievement. You can have the capacity because your dad was a rocket scientist and your mother was a web developer to be the smartest person in the world. And you turn into a drug addict loser because you couldn't stop driving over the hill for weed in Glendale when you were a kid. So you've achieved nothing, but your aptitude is high. Happens all the time. Likewise, there are people with medium to low aptitude 
who achieve a whole lot in life because they're driven and they have grit. Liberals, a lot of them have aptitude, but they choose to be stupid. They are going to live in this parallel track. And this one side, they're going to be subject to sanctioned communist-like propaganda from YouTube. Sanctioned information because YouTube thinks they're too stupid to figure it out for themselves. You're not going to be allowed to hear about election malfeasance, the Georgia video, low rejection rates, things that are facts. The video exists in Georgia. We've covered it for the last two days. The low rejection rates in Georgia for signatures that defy statistical norms. You're not going to hear about any of that. You're going to live, and I wrote this thing because I don't want to miss this. It's an important segment. That's why I keep looking down. I know on camera you're not supposed to do, but I don't want to put anything in the prompter. Also, she'll look scripted. <laughs> I write my own copy in my melon. You're going to be subjected to sanction, screen speech, and a subset of the actual facts available in the real world. You're essentially the new flat earthers because you're never going to get on a plane and find out that the world is, in fact, round because the communists at YouTube haven't allowed you to see any of that. You're going to be weak because you're snowflakes and you've never been confronted in your life. Academia, Hollywood idiots, the blue checkmark communists at Twitter, the YouTube and Facebook communists. They've never subjected you to information that confronts your worldview. Like, you know, there were historically low rejection rates for signatures in the state of Georgia. When you're confronted with that for the first time, maybe you're out in a supermarket or out in the street where free speech, where not yet at least, Fakebook and YouTube don't have the arrest powers to lock you up in the street for daring to uh, uh, voice an alternate opinion. You're going to hear that in the street and you're going to get so angry and you're so weak because you're, you're stupid. I'm sorry this has an edge, but you're, you chose to be dumb. Your achievement is very low because you've never been subjected to an alternate view of the world. So again, one, two, we're going to have two separate societies in the United States, around the world, as a matter of fact. The stupid, woke, weak crowd. And then you're going to have us. People subjected to constant confrontation on their ideas. Don't even tell me for a second. Liberals, don't let me laugh you off this show. That conservative ideas are, no matter what, if we tell you and wake up, the sky is blue. Some liberal on CNN will argue that. Everything we say is confronted all the time because we live in a world when we talk amongst ourselves outside of ScrewTube and the communist platforms, we live in a world where we actually exchange ideas. I just did it to you. I didn't intend this moment, but if I can just go back a second, I gave you the Texas lawsuit, the pros and cons. I said, here's what I think the good parts are based in the wording of the lawsuit. Here's where I think we could fail. You are now ready to argue that Texas lawsuit, the pros and cons, because I gave you them. And others can't, it's not just me, others, I'm not taking credit for it. It's Margot Cleveland's idea. But this show gave you information. You're powerful because of it. You live in a society, in your circles, your societal circles, where information flows freely, not subject to the communists at YouTube. You're fierce debaters, and you should be proud of that. You go on your fake book accounts, even though you get banned every 30 days. You're on a cycle, 30 days in the fake book jail, 30 days of freedom. 30 days in fake book jail, you go on there and you're fierce debaters because everything you say is confronted by a lunatic lib who still believes the pee-pee tape is real. Everything. You say the Trump campaign was spied on. We actually have the names of the spies. Someone sends you a clip of John Brennan. He was a spider of the conspiracy theory. And you're like, really? We have the spies' actual names. You're a fierce debater because everything you say is challenged. You're tough. You're hard. 
You're swimming in real knowledge. Your aptitude is high and your achievement is high. You condition yourself physically and mentally in your bodies because you understand the threat Antifa and BLM and other violent terrorist groups pose to you. You should be proud of that. That in a bifurcated split society, that the inherently stupid, maybe high aptitude but low achievement, weak snowflake crowd, you should be proud that you're not one of them. Now, folks, one of my missions in life after being taken off uh, Twitter's ad platform and being banned for no reason, one of my missions in life was to put my money where my mouth was and to create a parallel economy. I've told you about this for, gosh, how long, Joe? Four years now we've been talking about this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Folks, it's not good. A long time. I told you a long time ago, we are going to have to create our own economy. I wish it weren't so, but it's true. We're going to have to create alternatives to Twitter, alternatives to Facebook, alternatives to server farms out there, alternatives to all kinds of companies that censor conservatives. And believe me, I got big projects ahead. I'm not done. We've had tremendous success with Parler, unbelievable success with Rumble, where we're up 26-fold in traffic. And I suspect today, after YouTube bans our show, it'll get even better. But it's not just good enough to create a parallel economy. We have to create a parallel knowledge universe too, a real one, swimming deep in knowledge and facts and assertions and counters to them too. So they make us fierce debaters and we stay strong, unlike these snowflake, low achievement, idiot, woke morons on the left. Here's an article in Wired today that should scare all of you, Wired Magazine. This should be frightening. So just to be clear what I'm getting at, bottom line up front, it's not good enough to construct a parallel economy. We're going to have to start constructing our own parallel deep body of knowledge as well based in facts because liberals don't want that either. This article in Wired Magazine, which will be up in the show notes, you need to read it, talks about how the woke crowd, Joe, now they're not only attacking Facebook and ScrewTube and uh, the communists at Twitter, they're now going after scientific research too. Science journals what? are purging racist, sexist work, finally. Now, you may say to yourself, well, that sounds great. Who wants racist, sexist work? That's, that's never what they mean. Never, never what they mean. What's happening now in scientific, scientific journals, any kind of mask data on masks that doesn't comport with the official WHO policy who lied to us from the beginning, you're going to see this stuff get booted out of journals. If you dare have any racial component that doesn't comport with the identity politics narrative, say you say something like, affirmatively furthering fair housing, uh, that, that, to, in, that, uh, that project to put low-income housing in high-income suburbs for no good reason at all, just because someone socially engineered it. If you dare speak out against that, someone will declare that's racist. And no matter what data you have, you're going to be banned from a scientific journal too. Folks, it's going to be up to us next to hit the knowledge economy too. We're going to need our own journals where real science and real data that doesn't align with any political narrative, but aligns with the truth. We're going to need a parallel knowledge economy too, where real knowledge is allowed to flourish. Facts, counterarguments to facts. Both ideologies can hammer it out. Don't kick the liberals off, folks. That's a mistake. We're open on parlor to anyone. There's a reason you are a proud, fierce debater that understands the facts in your ideology because you've been subjected to rigorous debate throughout your life because you are a conservative. Let them swim in the low end of the, of the swimming pool. 
and be the low achievement crowd. That's not us. I want to end this quickly with a video from MSNBC. Because if you think to yourself, well, Dan, they're going to start censoring science journals too because they said it's racist or sexist, which never means actually that. Surely the media, that's always been on the side of free speech, right? Surely the media will defend this. <sighs> Listen to this guy. This is a guy from The New Yorker, Steve Call, C-O-L-L, on MSNBC, who's suppo- supposedly a journalist, actually making the absurd claim that it's journalist's role to somehow squelch free speech. He says it in a too clever by halfway, but make no mistake what this guy said. He's a journalist arguing that free speech is a problem. Listen to his own words, not mine. Listen to his words. And yes, Facebook has moved somewhat. They had a better election in 2020 than they did in 2016. They've learned to put some brakes on, uh, you know, here and there. But you can't uh, get away from the fact that their mission is to connect everybody in the world. That's what motivates Mark Zuckerberg. And it has it's his passion. And he profoundly believes in free speech. And, you know, those of us in journalism uh, have to come to terms with the fact that free speech, a principle that we hold sacred, is being weaponized against uh, the principles of journalism. And what do we do about that? I, I just say, you know, as, as reporters, we kind of march into this war with our facts uh, nobly shouldered as if they were going to win the day. And what we're seeing is that because of the scale of this alternate reality that you've been talking about, our facts, our principles, our scientific method, it isn't enough. So what do we do? Wow. What do we do about free speech? Wow is right. I've been holding that for two days. What a journalist asking what we do about free speech? Nothing. That's why it's free. What do you mean? What do we do about free speech? Do you believe that? Steve Call, C-O-L-L, Steve Call, wondering what we do about free speech on Facebook. This is really, and you're wondering why I'm bringing up this article about it. A parallel economy is not enough. We're going to need a parallel knowledge economy too. Scientific journals, free magazines, where real knowledge is allowed to flourish. Ideas and arguments are allowed to flourish. The real scientific method, testable hypotheses are allowed to be tested and questioned. That's up to us. Liberals are all in on stupid. They're swimming at the low end of the swimming pool. These are low achievement morons who are going to live in a parallel stupid universe, an M-theory-like universe of stupid very soon. Hey, thanks again for tuning in, folks. This may be the last time you see me on ScrewTube because they're communists and they suck. And that would be great. So please go to Rumble today. We already passed our number of subscribers on ScrewTube, giving them the big double barrel. So please go to Rumble. It's all free. Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E dot com slash Bongino and subscribe today. Just click the subscribe button. Rumble dot com slash Bongino. Thanks a lot, folks. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.